Go ahead and pray. You are not a shadow of the Almighty. So I'm going to miss great testimonies because they miss just a service. You have to miss many services. So convocations in the presence of God are special times. It's not another time to while away time. Oh, you know, like I, I was talking to a, a young lady. I was inviting her to church. 
said, let's go to church. He said, all right, I'm going to give you just two hours. All right, two hours, I'm gone. Then I asked him, do you work? He said, yes. He said, what time do you go to work? So I go at nine. He said, what time do you close? He said, five. Subconsciously, God knows where you are putting me in your life. Just to work Friday, uh, Monday to Friday, you go. Saturday, you won't wash. It is Sunday that you want to wash. No problem. God said in the book of Proverbs, He said, The day your calamity will come, He said, You laugh at it. So people have been looking for healing for four years, and God is, Keep looking, keep looking. You know? There's one of our sisters here who wanted to come for camp and her mom didn't want to allow her. So I made some of the leaders talk to her mom. She was telling the daughter that, See, you don't have to always be going to church. She said, Because at home you can pray and God will listen to you. You are right. I'm very right. But some because you know what you are saying? That you only go to God when you need something. You're saying that you only go to God when you need something. And many of us have this same idea of God. He's a talisman. You use him when you are done, you hang. The next time you come, ah, sisters over here, how do you feel if you are used? How do you feel when you are used? See, but we do the same thing to God. When we are in trouble, we find God. But you know that there's, there's a time you will not you will find God and not uh, you look for God and not find Him. The Scripture says that He said, "If you seek Him early, He shall be found of you." Seek Him early, seek Him early. There's a time in your life you will look for God, you will not find Him. Praise God. So always take your walk with God very serious. It's not about praying to get an answer for something you need. It's not about that at all. It's, it's, I'll say that is even a byproduct of your walk with God. And sometimes, you know what, when you start understanding how to walk with God, you, you never have prayer requests. I don't remember the last time I prayed for something for myself. I don't remember. Since I got born again. Oh, because you, 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 you're doing anointing and everything, so everything you do is coming. You see, when I got saved, I didn't know anything about anointing. I didn't know anything about. It. You know what I used to do? There was this program on radio. It was called Intercede for Me or something. So people would call with their problems, and the pastor would pray for them on the on the on the radio. So you know what? Every 9 p.m., I would sit by the radio. Once they mention their problem, I start praying with the pastor. Nobody even knows I'm praying for somebody. As I start praying with the pastor, I was so concerned about people that I didn't even have time to look at what was going on with me. At this time, I'm talking about. At this time, I'm talking about. A lot of things were going wrong at home. A lot of financial problems, a lot of things were going wrong at home. So, you think that once I have the opportunity to pray, I should be praying about it. I, I, never, I don't remember ever praying about it. I was just loving God, going to church, praying in the Holy Ghost. 
What's the prayer point? If you ask me, are you praying? Yes, I'm praying. What is prayer point? I don't have any prayer point. I'm just praying. You know, because when you don't understand, you know, imagine that you are a guy here and your girlfriend only comes to your house or your wife comes to your house only when she needs money. Or she comes to you only when you need money. How would you feel after a point? Am I a bank? But you see, when your girlfriend always comes and is putting your, especially if you have Santo, and she's putting her, head, her hand around your Santo, and she's putting her hand around it, even if you have not decided to sign any check, you say, where's the check? Bring, bring me the check. No, no. You, young ladies, you know what I'm talking about. If a guy calls you, every time he calls you, you come to the house. Every time he calls you. But you, you feel different when he just calls you, oh, I just call to check how you are doing. Oh, wow! What's going on? You see, and that, and that, that kind of person, anything he requests, you are ready to give it. Amen. So the same with God. Anytime you go to God, God, please, my grandmother. God, the next time you go, God will not hear you again. The next time, God, please, my auntie. God, please. The next time you are coming to church, God, I know you do it for me. God, I know you do it for me. So God knows your heart. He knows that you are using him. Amen. Right? So I love them that love me. And those that seek me early shall find me. Early. There's a time you will look, you will not see it. I remember talking to a lady one time. I said, you, know, you need to serve God while you are young. In your youth, you need to serve God. You know, she said, oh, no, no, no. She said, this thing is not really for her now. So when she married, after she marries, she will not go to church. Because now, she, hey, she has to really enjoy her life. Hey, you know, but I was shocked. Ha! No, no. I, I thought she was joking. No, she was, she was really serious. I said, so, you don't speak in, oh, no, 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 no. Boy, at this time that I really need to enjoy it. I'm young, we think. I'm, ha! I thought those things were in movies. Real life, somebody narrating how he needs, she needs to enjoy her life now after she has married and given birth that she will not have time to go out for so many. That's when she wants to give that time to God. Ladies and gentlemen, maybe you don't know God. You don't know about it, eh? Eh? If God wants to marry you, <laughs> praise God. There are people now, all their prayer point is their family. All their prayer point is their children. All the prayer point. Why? Because most of them in their youth enjoy their life and they go married. Now, when they go married, because of problems, they have got to present to God. May your future not be like that. See God while He is found of you now. Go to church. Don't mind those who are saying uh, uh, there are many bad churches now. You don't know where to go to now. Just sit in my house and pray. There are bad schools. Am I right? Because of that, people have, have people stop going to school. You sit in your your house and learn and write the words. No, think about it. Think. You know, people sometimes make some very you know. You know, someone say, "I'll read the Bible in my house and understand it." No problem. It's a, it's, a, it's a pride in our generation. It's pride. 
I don't need anybody to pray for me. I'll pray for myself. When they fall into serious trouble, uh, do you know it is? Do you know it is? You know, I attack it is a lot. You know why? Because their problem is not really that they don't believe there's a God or something. I attack it is because they don't have sense. Now, one of the reasons why I say they don't have sense is it is science that is helping us to discover, right? right? Things. What is science discovering? Sex must be discovering something. That means something must be there before science. Science must be discovering something. So if there was nothing there, if science was inventing, creating, let me not use inventing. Inventing means to use something that's existing. Creating is to bring it out of nothing. If science was creating, science had creative ability. We could have banked our hopes on science. We cannot bank our hopes because there is something obviously greater than science. Because that thing existed before it. The Bible says that in the beginning, God created. That means God pre-existed the beginning. The scriptures are only a revelation of what is already existent. And God gave us science as a tool to discover everything that he had made. I was telling them at the experience, I said... If you hear things like, I'm what's the national science and mass All right? And this is all the answers they were giving. Six plus five. I'm a science student. We'll try. Six times four cubes, six, 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 six point six, six, zero point negative four. Ha! Then somebody will do it and answer zero point four. Oh, oh, oh. See, then they are doing it with a preamble of six point five, five, five. Find the missing. Someone is looking at the book. 0.112. Correct. Wow. And people think God is equal to dummy. You know that? Who think God equals to dummy? God, he doesn't know anything. It's just prayer. Prayer. We just pray to him. He's just dummy. He doesn't know anything. No. He said, I told them about the experience. I said, he said, every strand of hair on your head is numbered. Did he say counted? Numbered. That means there's a code on every strand of your hair. 6.55.0. Amen. Genesis chapter 1 is full of signs. You should go and find out. It's full of signs. God, through the scriptures, merged both science and art in a way that it is, it's, 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 it's wonderful. One day I have time, we'll, talk, we'll look into it. Every, every verse is scientific in Genesis chapter 1. So the creation story, it was not anything that, you know, God was just doing what he likes. No, it was, it was scientific formulas. One time we'll look at it. The whole of the book of Genesis is Genesis chapter 1, the creation story. Is filled with scientific formulas. I've been sharing for some time now on divine consciousness. 
divine consciousness. This is what this is what God does. This is what God looks at. Now, first of all, I would like to tell you that your Christianity will produce results according to how much it has affected your mind. So, people say this, never forget it, that your spirit is saved. Your mind is being saved. Your body shall be saved. It means, when you got born again, your spirit was saved. Now, after you get born again, it is not the end of it. So I will say, anytime we come to church, the pastor should preach salvation, salvation, salvation. Okay. We have preached salvation for four weeks now. Everybody say, what else? After the salvation of your spirit, there is the salvation of your soul. Which is, God, this is the character of God. God begins to talk to you. Now, there's one reason why God talks to us. Like you are in church now, hearing the word of God. There's one reason why God is doing this. God begins to talk to you because he wants to transfer to you a mindset. He said, do not be conformed to this world. The pattern of this world. You see, but, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. God begins to talk to you. And I'll tell you something about the language of God. Maybe in divine consciousness, I'll come to that. The language of God. There's a language God speaks. I'm not talking about tongues now. If we go to heaven, we'll not hear tongues. There's a language God speaks. I'm speaking of the wisdom in God speaking, the esoterica. When God comes to, 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 to uh, a weak man, he does not call him weak. When God comes to a man like Abraham, who, who has not given birth, he said, I have, see, I have made you. He didn't say, I will make you. You understand? This is the language of God. I have made you a father of many nations. God comes to Gideon. Gideon is timid and fearful. The angel appears to me and says, Gideon, thou mighty man of valor. There's a language God speaks. When God speaks, he wants to transfer his mindset to you. He said, even God, who quickened the dead, and calleth things which be not as though they were. So God speaks and calls things that be not as though they were. So when God comes to a place, and the place is a desert, God begins to see trees. And he begins to speak like he's seen trees. He begins to speak like there's rain there. If God wants to make a change, God does not start changing. He starts speaking the language of change. So, there's a language of God. So, when God begins to speak to you, God begins to transfer his kind of mindset to you. He said, and do not be conformed to this world after the pattern of this world. In this world, when we don't have money, uh, when we look at our right pocket, left pocket, reserve pocket, and there's nothing, we say we are broke. That's in the world. They say, you don't have money in your account, you are broke. No, no, God doesn't talk like that. God doesn't look at it like that. God does not measure what is he has by what is in his account. Otherwise, when he was sending his son to the world, he would have sent someone to bring a lot of money to Joseph and Mary that keep in this bank for him. Because he realizes, oh, God is speaking, uh, 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 you realize that God is speaking with a language. And God is dealing with Jesus in, in, a, in a different way. Jesus walked the face of this earth and he had a treasurer, yet when they came to ask him for tax, he did not consult the treasurer. He did not consult the treasurer. He asked his disciples, he said, when I sent you without script, without shoes, he said, did you lack anything? He didn't give them money to go out. Right? He said, when I sent you, did you lack anything? They said, we lacked nothing. 
So God begins to train your mind. He begins to train you to think that don't say you are broke because you don't have money in your pocket at the time. It's a language God speaks. Speaking things which be not as though they were. It becomes very difficult for normal human beings to begin to reason in that way. They can't think that way. They can't talk that way. Someone says, I'm broken. Tell the person, don't talk like that. Ah, but I'm broke. You're telling me not to say I'm not talking like that. He's conformed to this world. I'll tell you something about the Jews. They were the first people God dealt with. And God giving them the law, God spoke to them in a way. You know, that when God begins to think, talk to you, he gives you a superior mentality. When God came to the garden, when Adam had sinned, he asked him, Adam, where are you? He said, I saw that you, uh, I was naked and I went to hide. Then, you know the question God asked him? He said, who told you? Because God realized that Adam has been listening to somebody else. God realized that Adam, you've been listening to somebody else because I never told you that you were naked. I never said that to you. So, Adam has been listening to somebody else. So, he said, who told you? Praise God. So, divine consciousness. Who are we? Who are we as a church of Jesus Christ? Who are we? Are we just like everybody outside? No. I said, when God started walking with the Jews, no, imagine God comes to tell them, you, you are a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Then he tells them, circumcise. When you circumcise, you are clean. You understand? So he gave them a superior mentality to the extent that if any Jew met any Gentile who was not circumcised, he saw the person as unclean. That was the basis on which David confronted Goliath. He said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? No, they saw themselves different. They saw themselves that they were superior. God, when God speaks to you, he gives you a superior mentality. It's a wisdom of God. He gives you a superior mentality. Anybody who has been listening to God, when a person starts talking, you know. Anybody who has been hearing God, when a person starts talking, the person is without fear. The person is full of faith. If things have not happened the way the person wants it to happen, it still doesn't mean the person will talk down. So, a consciousness. Are you conscious of it? And through the weeks I've been teaching you, you know, I, I read First John chapter 5, verse 13 to you. He said, these things have I written to you they, um, that believe on the name of the Son of God, that he may know that you have eternal life. He said, I already wrote to you, even though you believe, that I wrote to you so that you may know. The word know means you might become aware. You might become conscious. You know, the problem is the consciousness. The mindset. It, it should become a mindset. The consciousness. Now, there are some people who say, oh, by his stripes I'm healed. Yet they are sick. Why? They just know it. It has not yet become a consciousness. It needs to translate from being a knowledge in your head to becoming a consciousness in your spirit. A divine consciousness. Most of the, the, the people of God, the church of Jesus Christ, are not conscious of their divinity. They are too conscious of their earthly work. They are too conscious of their bank account. They are too conscious of everything that is around them. Let me tell you um, one of the, the observations I had. I heard a Christian talk in a very stupid way. I said, how can you talk like this? You are not conscious. It has not yet entered your consciousness. You know what he said? Do you know of late, a lot of guys, I don't know if you know about it, a lot of guys are thinking they should not marry broke girls. Do you think, have you heard that? 
that day, me, I, I'm not going to marry any girl that doesn't have money. Have you heard that thing before? It's so stupid. Maybe you said it before. Yeah, it's who I'm talking to. You know, especially if you're, if you're a Christian, how can you talk like that? God said to Abraham, I will bless you and make you a blessing. Everybody who comes in contact with me receives it. Are you listening to me? 400 men came to David. 400 men. The Bible says they were in debt. They were distressed. They were discontented. Those 400 men, after walking with David, the time David was going to build the temple, he was making, the Bible says they brought gold. After walking with David, they became blessed. It's the character of a man who, 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 who is blessed by God. He's able to transfer it. The people started working with me here. They didn't have anything. After they kept listening to me. You know, there was, there was something about David. David never went through, you know, peer pressure. David was the one who was pressuring people. 400 men came to him and they could not transfer their death, distress, and discontent to him. In Psalm 34, he said, come magnify the Lord with me. He made all those guys worshippers. He infested them with who he was. I believe that if God tells me I should go and marry a poor girl, I believe if she listens to me for two years, if she listens to me for two years, something will happen to her. She will come out of it. It's tried and tested. There are people who came to, who came to me and, and there were nothing in their mind, nothing, pocket, nothing. And after some time, things began to happen. Because it's the power of the Spirit. When they start working with me, aside what I will teach them, there's a day. Ah, one day. There was a young lady, you know, years, some years ago, we were dating. And one time I was in the studio working. While we were working, I kept the anointing of God and I picked a phone. I said, kneel down. Ha! She said, she's in front of the gate. I said, kneel down. Ha! Well, how many of you, your boyfriend said, kneel down? Ah, what's going on? What's going on? I said, kneel down. I said, I prophesy into your life. You will see money this year like you have never seen before. You say, Amen, Amen, Amen. She was not working. Two months later, she got a job. Immediately she got a job. The next week she was made manager because the manager was sacked. So, how can you say that? Hey, me, I cannot marry a broken. And some people today, they, they, they are going to marry somebody because of green card. Is this shaking? How? 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 A man traveling from US to Canada is not thinking he's doing anything big. No, a man traveling from no is it a prayer point? US to Canada. Is it he's not thinking he thinks he's going like the way you go from here to, to Coforidia. Is is why have we magnified traveling? If you are going to school, fine. If you are going because the Lord sent you, because the Lord sent Abraham to travel, so, yes, it's fine. But that you are thinking that your prosperity is there. There's something wrong with you. Solomon didn't go anywhere. He was in Israel. The queen of Sheba left Ethiopia to come and look for him. That is the divine consciousness. That's the way the blessing works. It causes people to come and look for you. It causes people to come and look for you. After I spoke to about 10,000 pastors and leaders in Lagos, you see now, message, message from UK, message from this, message from South Africa, Tanzania, come, 
the young boy who was praying in Adabraka. All over the world. But we had been saying this thing years ago. We had been saying it when we didn't have money. We were saying it when small money came. We were still saying it when we didn't have food to eat. Because we believed it. It's called a blessing. It causes men to look for you. It causes men to look for you. It causes men to come from everywhere and say that we have heard of this guy. And some will not immediately accept. They will hear. They will not come and acknowledge. They will just be listening. Then God will keep magnifying it. I told some people. I said, when you are big and people are not noticing it, don't get angry that people are not supporting or they are noticing. It means you need to get bigger. Because the certain kind of result that people will see, they will know that, no, this one, we can't do anything about it. We just have to acknowledge the person. That's your story. No, I thought you said that's my story. Someone is sitting, you know, you know, someone is sitting in his room and having a conference and people from all over the world are connecting and watching him. Are you aware there are some people who travel with diplomatic passports? No prayer point. If you want to travel because there's something you need to do, fine. But then you, when you are thinking you have to travel, I have to travel because that is where green code, greener passes are. Something wrong with your Christianity. You have no divine consciousness. Don't say it again that I need to marry a girl from a rich family. What's wrong with you? Don't think like that. I am blessed. And I make people around me blessed. Bible says that Potiphar said to Joseph, he said he realized that God blessed me because of him. Hi! I was saying the Lord was with Joseph. Joseph was in Potiphar's house and Potiphar realized that because Joseph was in his house, he was prospering. The same with Jacob. Jacob was in Laban's house. He said he realized that because Jacob was in his house, he was prospering. That's how we reason. That's how we think. Our families are blessed because of us. And I, look, I don't, I, don't, I don't go to people's houses rough rough. Because I believe that when I step into your house, I have brought something. When I come into your house, I come with angels. And I can leave some of them for you. Yeah, that's how, I, I, know, I know that's the reality. So every time I enter people's houses, when I'm, when I'm coming out, give me two, three months. It will be full of miracles and testimonies. Say, no, because you're a pastor. No, that's how a Christian is supposed to be. But it's supposed to first of all be in your consciousness because spiritual verities are activated by consciousness. They're activated through a consciousness. So, I think last week or last two weeks, I started talking about, I think it was last two weeks. Oh, last week. I started talking about our divine emulations. Our divine emulations. Why, do, why, why are we called the church? I'm not talking about church like people sitting down here. Why are we called the church? I'll explain to you. I'll explain to you why we are called the church. Go to Acts chapter 7. Acts chapter 7 verse 38. This is he that was in the church. Let's start from 37 so you understand. This is that Moses which said unto the children of Israel, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren like unto, unto me. Him shall he hear. Verse 38. This is he that was in the church in the wilderness with the angel that speaks of him. Now, the, the, the point I want to get for you is the church in the wilderness. 
Bible called the children of Israel the church in the wilderness. So, everything they were experiencing coming from Israel, um, Egypt into the promised land, God called them the church. So Moses was the pastor of that church. You understand? And that was the church in the wilderness. The Bible calls them the church in the wilderness. Now, what are the things that happened to the church in the wilderness? The Bible says God led them with a pillar of, 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 of cloud uh, by night and a pillar of fire. No, by night rather, and a pillar of cloud by day. Whatever was happening to other people was not happening to them. The Bible says there was none feeble in their midst. Was like he brought them forth with silver and gold, and there was no people in their midst. Now, these guys were in the wilderness for about 40 years. They, they were not changing their sandals. The baby who was wearing the small sandal, as he grew, the sandals grew with his leg. They were living a miraculous life 24 7. They needed to eat one time, and God dropped manna, and they were eating. That's the church in the wilderness. The, the word church comes from the Greek word ecclesia, which means called out. Then, after the church in the wilderness, which was even a lesser kind of church, Jesus Christ said, I will build my church. That means Jesus was coming to build another church aside the church in the wilderness. Because the church in the wilderness, their era had ended. So Jesus said, I will build my church. So there was a different church that was coming now. Saying the gates of hell shall not prevail. The church is the called out ones. So anytime Jesus Christ spoke to his disciples, he gave them a superior mentality. He said, the world will not accept you because they do not accept me. Begins to turn their mind to think, you are not of this world. You are not of this world. So I spoke about divine emulation. And one of the, the things I said was uh, uh, laughter. Alright? You need to learn to laugh. Whether it's funny or not. Ha ha ha. Ha 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 ha. No, some, people, some people don't believe what, what I'm just saying. A, a, a guy came to church that day I preached on divine emulation. I think we heard that testimony. The guy came to church and he was sitting in church and it was his first time in church. And I was doing ha 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 ha. Some people say, hey, this pastor, don't create for the church. I was like, ha 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 ha. Alright? Now, he went to work the next day. True testimony. He went to work the next day. And in his office, there was a, a ship that was supposed to come, a vessel or something that was supposed to come. They were supposed to bring something. And the thing has, has been delayed. They said the thing cannot be brought. It will come at another time. Some plenty stories. Away. As they began to tell him the story, this was his first time in church. He began to laugh. He began to use what was there. He said, ha, 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 ha. Serious matter that this office is facing you. Ha, 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 In fact, they had to wait report him to his boss. That we are telling this guy serious thing that's happening in the office. He's laughing. About an hour or two later, I had things shifted. Alright? Then they called them that, oh, the vessel will come at the right time. And the boss said, ah, so that's why you were laughing. You already knew. <laughs> you understand? When, 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 when things are not going the way it's supposed to go, you laugh. You laugh. Your body doesn't know that you are laughing because it was funny. Or not. Ha, ha, ha. When things are not going the way it's supposed to go, you stand in front of the mirror. And this can be found in the scriptures. Why do the hidden rage, Psalm 2? Why do the hidden rage? Why do the people of the earth imagine a vain thing? They plot against the Lord and His anointed. They say, He that's seated in the heavens shall laugh. There's a place you sit that, you, you know, when you know you are seated there, you laugh. Karoma Shande Kataya. Woo! 
Then another of our divine emulations is singing and dancing. So we're dancing here today. It's not because I just felt like dancing. It's a divine emulation. He said we should copy God. Copy God, how he does his thing. So when we see the scriptures, we see how Jesus walked. We see how he did what he did. Then we follow it. We copy him. Bumper to bumper. What was he doing? What was Jesus Christ doing? Singing and dancing. Singing and dancing in the face of adversity. In the face of things that are happening. And you're singing and you're dancing. You're singing and you're dancing. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You find yourself singing and dancing. Things are happening, but you're dancing. Things are happening, but you're singing. He said, in all things, give thanks. He said, because this is the will of God. In all things, you're giving thanks. Sometimes it's so difficult. You know, this week, uh, a lady called me. She was almost crying. That she was, she was picked. You know, money was picked from her pocket. You know, while she was going to pick a car. And she called me. She said, Pastor, my money, my money. I said, give thanks. She thought I was going to say, oh, uh, uh, best come back. No, give thanks. Give thanks. I feel like give thanks. It's going to be weird. But that's where the victory is. Are you listening? That's where the victory is. Really happy to say, Father, I thank you. I have much more than that. I've sown that as a seed to the guy. And I receive a hundredfold. Father, I thank you. I'm still rich. I'm still full of the Holy Ghost. I refuse to cry. I refuse to cry. Are you listening? Yeah. That's to be something you're doing. Bible says, the Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He said he would joy over thee with singing. That means God dances and sings. He would joy over the word joy over thee means um, to, to dance around you with singing. He said he would joy over thee with singing. The Lord is thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will joy over thee with singing. Then you just go. go. That, that's the, the picture God is giving us that He joys over us with singing. So anytime we dance, you know that God dances in our midst. God likes to dance. They go dancing. You, you, you're thinking of God as an old man. That's your problem. <laughs> that old man with beard, so he cannot dance. Like, just like, no. Anytime we are dancing, we are doing on Naga, we are doing this. Like God, imagine God doing it and the angels doing it. La Koraman Takaya. Even if you don't, you, you know how to dance, you don't know how to dance. You still have to dance. Now, you see, there's something about a Christian. Oh, one of the one of the assistants here was telling me something. You know that she got she got depressed, and you know things were happening. Let me show you one of the things that conquers depression. Number one, examine examine this. All right, when you find yourself depressed, I will give you some examination. It means you are considering what you are not supposed to consider. I'm, I'm helping you examine the depression. For example, her problem was that she had an issue with her biological dad. And that, you know, on Father's Day, you know, as everybody was wishing the father, she couldn't wish it because she had a problem with the biological dad. So she tried to read the dad and the dad, you know, was misbehaving and all that. That's some mental you All right? Now, the first thing is, you were okay without talking to your dad at that time. As much as it's important for you to also have a dad and have that relationship with your dad and father's day, you also talk to your dad. You are carrying what you're not supposed to carry. Because prior to that, you were not depressed. So what are you doing? What cost it? Father's day cost it. 
Father's Day comes. So you begin to examine. No, I am considering what I'm not supposed to consider. Yeah, there, there, there's a scripture that says, cast your cares. Cast your care, for he cares for you. So when you cast your care, don't go and carry it again. Sometimes we cast our care, then we go back and go and check. God, are you carrying it? No. He says, cast your care, for he cares for you. So after you cast your care, no, you don't consider it again. But when it keeps, you know, you know, overwhelming you, he says, be anxious for nothing. That means anxiety might try to set in. Be anxious for nothing. But he said, but in all things, he said, through prayer and supplication, let your request be made to God with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. You put a request before God. Then, you stop carrying it. The rest of it is thanksgiving. Father, I thank you. I know you are you're doing it. Now, let me tell you, the fact that you prayed and said thank you, doesn't mean the thing is going to change. Sometimes it's going to worsen. It's going to worsen. When it worsens, that is when the things even is even needed more. Because you have to stop observing it. Uh, why you keep observing the problem you prayed about? When you keep observing it, it means you've not cast the care. When you cast the care and it looks like things are going bad, say, Father, I thank you. I'm going to be a bit Yeah? Before every animal dies, it means he's about to die. So when the thing looks like it's worsening, it means it's getting better. I'm not looking with the eyes of the flesh. I'm looking at it differently. So at the point of the this is our faith. Says, and Abraham was strong in faith. How? Giving glory to God. You know, how we get strong in faith is by giving glory to God. So he looks at, at his body. It looks like he's dead. He said he considered not his body now dead. But he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. So things were not going the way it's supposed to go. Things were not going the way it's supposed to go. But he kept giving glory to God. Father, I thank you. I thank you what you said you were able to do. So you keep praying. Oh, Father, I thank you. So you keep thanking God. You keep thanking God. You keep thanking God. You're filled with thanksgiving. Then you're filled with songs. Oh. So, and there's something about a Christian. A Christian should glow. A Christian should glow with thanksgiving. A Christian should glow. Now, I'm not saying everything will be alright. No! You should glow with thanksgiving. You wake up in the morning, everybody should know you are born again. You wake up in the morning, then you're walking through the house. Now, sometimes you might feel down. When you feel down in the morning, when you wake up, start singing. They just brought you bad news the night before. You woke up in the morning, you are feeling down. The glory. You're walking in the house. The glory. The glory of the Lord is in my life. And you are wondering. The glory. The glory, the glory of the Lord is in my Oh, 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 Jesus, I'm so willing. And if you are two in the house, one should, one should sing another part. Can't stop thinking about Oh, 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 I'm so in love, I'm so in love. You drive me crazy, you drive me crazy. Can't stop thinking about you. You drive me crazy, you drive me crazy. You drive me crazy, you drive me crazy. Can't stop thinking about you. No, everything doesn't have to be alright. Oh God. 
everything doesn't have to be alright. And sometimes while you're singing like that, the, the unction will just be welling up. It will just be welling up. It was welling up. When it's welling up like that, sometimes tears will be coming, kneel down in the room. But things are not going well. You still keep thanking God. Instead of going to God, oh God, why? God, what's going on? God, what's going on? You're filled with thanksgiving. When you do that, you'll be, depression will be far from you. Sometimes something hits you so hard, you feel like crying. The, the tears are coming out. You feel like crying. You, you, you put yourself somewhere. You lock yourself somewhere. And you feel the tears are coming. In the beginning, cry. Cry. After you're done crying, you start speaking in tongues. The words you speak turns things around. Your mask with dark has lifted me. You took away. The chains that held me bound. You see, then you are singing. And sometimes you need to add dancing. You know, when you're in this part of the world, sometimes the foreign praise cannot do it for you. You know, sometimes we sing the foreign praise. Every praise is to our God. But it's not doing it for you. It's not doing it for you. You, you need to switch. You need to switch and do the other one. One of our divine emulations is shouting. The Bible says the Bible says that the, the Bible says the Lord has gone forth with a shout. I mean God shouts. Some people think God doesn't like noise. Man, what's he keeping a, a trumpet for? <laughs> he said before he comes, oh, blow, blow trumpet. No, he doesn't want to come quietly. He said he's not coming. No, he doesn't want to come quietly. Nobody sings. He said, when he's coming, he said, blow the trumpet. Ha ha ha. So say after me, say, I have no care in this world. I refuse to be depressed. I cast all my cares to Jesus. For he cared for me. Every care, every care has been taken care. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you listening? Now, if you have one particular care that has been roasting you, I want you to cast it to God right now. Go ahead and do it. I'm gonna sing in the middle of the storm louder and louder gonna hear my praises fall out from the ashes hope will arise death is defeated the king is alive I'm gonna sing in the middle of the storm louder and louder you're gonna hear my praises fall out from the ashes. Hope will arise. Death is defeated. The king is alive. And I'm gonna sing in the middle of the storm. Louder and louder. You're gonna 